everyone. Joel, you here with another episode of Expert Insights. Uh, joined again today uh, by my good friend, Julian Hebron, founder of The Basis Point. And we are going to be continuing uh, on a series, a playbook series that we had started uh, on our last episode. We went into how the, the tech stack is evolving uh, to really focus on customer for life, customer lifetime value, and really the emphasis uh, that so many organizations are putting around how, how do we maximize that that lifetime value of, of the customer. So this next few episodes, um, we're going to dive into some additional topics. Um, we're going to cover how mortgage lenders really have an increased urgency uh, to start diversifying and putting in place uh, strategies, specific strategies that are going to help them grow and stay profitable uh, as the market continues to evolve. And so today we're going to be diving into servicing and, and what I believe uh, is really a, a tremendous opportunity that many lenders in the marketplace have. Uh, Julian, would would you agree with that and maybe uh, kick us off here a little bit on, on the conversation? Oh, it's great to be back. And um, this is a fun one. Everyone talks about the numbers and everyone's pretty familiar with the numbers of what's driving this market change and what's pressing for this urgency on diversification, right? We know that that on the origination side, the industry funded 3.69 trillion. That was almost that was just under 12 million loans. 61% of that was refis, 39% was purchases. This year we're projected to fund just under 3 trillion, 2.96. That's going to be about 9.2 million loans. So it's still a pretty healthy market, but it's a it's a it's 20% less volume and it's 24% less units. So while it's still a pretty big market, 1.39 trillion in refis and 1.57 trillion in purchases, like it's 24% less units, like which I think is meaningful. Yeah, the market's going to contract in terms of the amount of volume. And, and I would argue that that was not a logical uh, year in terms of uh, the amount of transactions that were done. It's just didn't, you know, it was driven by by certain circumstances with what was going on with COVID and low rates and, and a lot of things that really drove that volume. As you and I have talked about many times, the this really awesome opportunity that many of them have in retaining servicing rights now has, has changed the game and in, in sort of how they can develop that longer term relationship with the customer. It's really a new, a new avenue for these uh, organizations to, to leverage uh, in, in driving that long-term relationship with their customer. And so, you know, some of the data that I want to look at here, maybe we could start out there, Julian, and show us how, why the urgency on putting strategies in place now to, to really help you as an organization move through this transition period. The last two quarters, refi only was um, $724 billion, $740 billion. Now, everyone needs to pay very, very close attention to the 2021 Q2, Q3, Q4 refi lines. They drop off a cliff, right? Um, so purchase, as you can see, is rising and steady. The core theme 
is that that the dynamics of the market and the mix in the market is transitioning heavily to purchase. So we, we know there's a certain appetite for homes, people wanting to move into homes, the appetite for pulling cash out as rates arguably at least tick up is going to be less and less, right? And that's what this story is telling. So you know, really the, the, the things that I want to go into today and want to get your perspective on some of this is ultimately, uh, if I'm a lender, if I'm a top lender right now, when I'm thinking about, I've already started diversifying many of the organizations that, that we partner with and friends of ours in the business that, that aren't, aren't customers, but we know well, a lot of them have retained servicing over this past year. Okay. And a lot of the conversations that we're seeing is, wait a second. So how do we uh, tee ourselves up as an organization to take advantage of this huge amount of people uh, that we have as, as now in our servicing book? How do we tee ourselves up to have really meaningful conversations with them and ultimately uh, be there for them as normal life events uh, will help you know, drive transactions in the future. It might not be drops in rates, but there's still going to be transactions and need based on just normal things happening. And that servicing book that you have will translate into future customer value based on just normal shifts, right? We all deal with the big numbers. So three point, uh, uh, 3.69 trillion last year, 3 trillion this year, 2.2 trillion in originations next year. There's so much opportunity here. And so that, that is a massive number, obviously. And just to clarify, that's 11.65 trillion with a T in existing loans that are out in the market being serviced. All of those relationships, those are customers that have a relationship. And I think traditionally it's worth noting and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Traditionally, uh, as an industry, lending, mortgage specifically in lending, has not really thought about um, customer lifetime value. And if they've thought about it, they haven't really uh, driven their strategy towards maximizing it. Would you agree with that? Originations modernization has had a good run. Now is the time for servicing modernization. And the trick about that is that it is way harder. Servicing systems of record are more complicated than you have if you're getting into servicing subservicers that often help um, originators that are putting their toes in the water on servicing in the beginning. And about the accounting and the compliance and the process of both performing and non-performing servicing. But it really doesn't have a lot to do with engagement and driving customer lifetime value. And how do you really connect the 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 customer journey from you know, very whole in a holistic way, right? Not just say, "Hey, we did a transaction. We're going to put you on a drip campaign." Now I've got this whole other layer to where I've got servicing here. How do I connect that journey holistically so we're actually truly looking at the relationship for from end to end versus just this little slice? That's right. And and for what it's worth, everybody, the quote unquote drip campaign in servicing isn't about, you know, birthdays and, and other hey, your, life events. Your, your payments do. Yeah, it's your monthly right. statement. So you're, you know, you're shaking somebody down. You're not engaging with it's the wrong well, approach. Some of my favorite questions are how can I get, add value to yep. this customer? It's my service. We're servicing this customer. What can we do to add value? 
Yeah. How can we educate them? How can we deliver insights to this customer about equity in their home, about savings they might get, about planning for their next purchase, about, you know, maybe it's reverse lending, right? So, I mean, that's that's the stuff that we talk about a lot in terms of how do you how do you drive that engagement in a meaningful way? If we just on this one that we were looking at a moment ago, a couple quick important notes of the 11.675 trillion in servicing, 88% of it is done by the top 50. Okay. Um, that's can be like, well, is there even a market for servicing? So you still have this total market of 11.675. The top 20 subservicers control 90% of subservicing and they also control 30%. So about a third of the total 11.6 trillion. And so of the top 50 that we had on the previous slide, the top 10 is full of subservicers and those are the folks that do serve the you know if you will original turn servicers that are that are figuring this out in this market cycle and kind of taking advantage of the market opportunity that's in front and, of and them. let me just let me just drill down really quickly and and traditionally servicing has been they're doing the accounting and the compliance the payment or the collection that rightly like it hasn't been it hasn't been a game of Hey, how do we help you uh, drive this lifetime relationship with this customer? And so it's now saying, I've got this whole servicing thing over here. How do I how do I combine this in a holistic customer journey? And that's really that's really about what modernizing the whole servicing side becomes is kind of bringing those things together, right? Bringing that into the fold and and as it relates to the customer journey. Would you agree with that? Yep, that's exactly right. You view this through a servicing lens. It goes to what you were saying a moment ago, which is if we look at the right side of that, where it's all the customer lifetime value and you can, you have all kinds of new opportunities for those folks. Um, this is, this is where in servicing to your question, it's not quite there yet. There was two things that had to happen on modernization. One is we had to get away from paper. You also have to prepare for the for the hardship wave that's coming because the new CFPB is very, very closely watching servicers to make sure that robo-signing and all these other things that happened in the previous era don't happen this time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we're looking at, first of all, uh, on a customer journey standpoint, you just put servicing into that customer journey exercise. And then you start as an organization, you go through a process uh, of asking really specific questions on what would an ideal customer experience or customer interaction look like and what's the one that we're delivering, right? Yeah. And then I look for opportunities to optimize that. For example, right, if you're buying MSRs uh, and they don't know you, how are you building any kind of rapport with that customer? And uh, vice versa, if you're, you know, if you did the origination and now you're using subservicing, how do you keep the conversation going in an intelligent way that's adding value to the customer and not just sending a payment reminder, which is still important, by the way, but it's how do I deliver additional value to that customer? Those are the kinds of questions um, that really smart strategic organizations we find are asking right now is, where are my gaps? And then what are some of the low-hanging fruit things that I can do? A lot of people hear about the K-shaped economic recovery. What does that mean? It means that the 
haves do better and the have nots struggle. So the haves right. are the ones that four or five are leaving their existing servicer because they're not being engaged properly, right? Because they're like, I got options all over the place and you're not engaging me right, right? The have nots are the ones, the 2.6 million that we still have in long-term forbearance. They just got another six month reprieve. So as we move into like late summer, if you're in servicing, you got you to find a way to you know, care for those folks as well. And that's a totally different, but equally, if not more important type of, as you said before, not just engagement, but education, right? I, a big one we're passionate about is there's lots of different data that you can bring in on on home value, on appreciation, on um, what, you know, what different scenarios might look like if you want to move up to the next home and how are you educating? How are you bringing those data points together? And that education is a huge value lever. That, that we see and we've looked at a lot of surveys and a lot of the consumer consensus that you see in the marketplace when it comes to their relationship with financial institutions are they want value, connecting the data together and then being able to, to drive that education-centric uh, engagement communication uh, to, to drive value to the customer. If you don't do that, <laughs> you're going to take this opportunity from last year and the first half of this year of this origination market that's 5.4 trillion at these all-time record low rates within a half a point between 275 and 325. By the time you get to 2022, your rates are 3.9%. If you keep all those folks at that lower rate with smart servicing engagement, you're going to keep them all that's going to be your offset. That's 25 points of ongoing income. A nice it's a nice revenue stream. Yep. It's a great revenue stream specifically. So if I have servicing, I want to retain that revenue stream. But I also, uh, I really also want to seed uh, my future pipeline. Purchasing a home and having a home loan is such a, a foundational sort of cornerstone of a person's financial life. Right. And if I'm a lender, I really have to stop and think about what an important role as a lender you can play in this critical transaction, this critical cornerstone of somebody's financial future. And then I want to be asking myself, how can we uh, help facilitate, orchestrate uh, meaningful conversations and meaningful interactions for our customers? around those different topics that you that you pulled up right and a lot of it is education but it's also a lot of it is hey um i can monitor um how much your home is appreciated i, I can give you some education on that i can also share with you um if if we know you have kids and they're going to college you be being able to use that home equity uh in an intelligent way right so those are all things as a lender uh, you can have um, as as part of your offering uh, to your consumers that you can play a more critical role than, hey, you're buying a house, we're just going to do the deal for you, right? Just think, you got to think bigger about it. And it's exciting for me and it's exciting for us at a, as a company where we're helping deliver value and a better outcome and experience for the end customer. Well, it's phase two of this modernization journey that we've all been on. Phase one was modernizing originations. Phase two is modernizing servicing through the customer lens. Yeah, and through the customer lens. The and customer. I think it's 
I think it's modernizing servicing, but also taking advantage of the opportunity, right? Yeah. That's there and really, really seeing it as an opportunity. So Julian, uh, thanks a million for joining me again today. Uh, looking forward to our next segment. So thanks so much for the time today, guys. Mm-hmm.